This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. You was probably wondering why we didn't have our podcast last Saturday. Just a little bit of a short story. I ended up a and with blood clots on the lungs and I've been diagnosed with diabetes. Do not know what type it is yet. So bear with me, still struggling to breathe. But I am joined by Miss Diane and Miss Kelly to hopefully nurse me through this. I'm not 100%, but let's get this show on the road. So wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to Gillingham vs Bradford City pre-match chat live. And now we have a bit more information on referees and stuff. So the referee for tomorrow's game is Scott Jackson. He has had three appearances in the EFL trophy. He's given out 12 yellow cards in League One. He's given out uh, in three in League One. He's had three appearances, giving out 12 yellow cards. League 2, he's had seven appearances. He's giving out 31 yellow cards and one red card. FA Cup, one appearance, seven yellow cards. EFL Cup, is given one appearance and two yellow cards. Should be a good game tomorrow. Also, we are joined by Gills in the Blood. I were on his podcast the other day. So... Miss Callie, Miss Diane, welcome. How are you two? I'm good, Johnny. Good to see you back. <laughs> Struggling, but I'm here. <laughs> well, us women can talk for England, so crack on. <laughs> yeah, we can, can't we? At least I'm better than I was last week as well. I think we've all had some sort of illness, haven't we, the last few weeks? We have. We have. Um, i tell you what, I would glass all were cancelled because I was feeling really crap that day. Yeah, bon- it's bonus, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people, yeah. I think, were ill when that was on, so that's yeah. a bit of a bonus. But now they've decided to rearrange it, haven't they, to 23rd of Jan? Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> right, so before I... Actually, I'm just going to invite Gills in the blood uh, before he speaks. Uh, so we'll just look at a couple of past results there's absolutely loads of them so i'm just going to go from 2019 so from in 2019 bradford drew one all and uh, same again 2019 in february we won two nil 22nd of april to two all and then we've got the game tomorrow so i just want to head over to gills in the blood and just basically get his perspective from the gillingham Good evening, everyone. You okay? Can you hear yeah. me? Yep, you're coming in loud and clear. Good, good. One correction, it's Jules in the blood. Sorry, it's a soft G like the football club. Sorry, I can't read all right. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it should be. I mean, like you say, you came onto our preview show on on Wednesday. So if um, if no one's checked that out yet from a 
Bradford point of view, please, please feel free to head over to my YouTube channel and have a look. And uh, if you want to subscribe, thank you very much. It's a, a shameless plug. But yeah, I think it would be a good game. I understand that, that Bradford have picked up in recent weeks. Ironically, it would be the second time, I think, that, that Graham Alexander's been to Priestfield this season already. He got, he's been beaten once. That was with MK Dons back at the start of, uh, of October. That was, ironically, the first game after we'd sacked Neil Harris. Um, I think I think Graham's probably more suited to Bradford than he was suited to to the job at MK based on sort of styles of play and that type of thing. But from our point of view, the the home form's been good. I think we've won three on the bounce now, league and cup. We've only conceded once in them trio of games, so um, I'm confident going into the game that if if we play as as we did certainly against Charlton. Um, and, and, and definitely the second half against Salford City a few weeks ago, then I, I think we'll have enough to win the game. But we know that with a side that's got Andy Cook in it, you, you can't be thinking you're just going to turn up and roll over and win three points. So it's going to be a tough game. We know that. There's still plenty of time in the season for both sides to to push into the top seven and potentially higher. But we're playing well at home and we're starting to see signs of, of what Stephen Clements wants us to do now. And I think it's a, it's, it's a key period for a lot of teams, isn't it? I think we, we all sort of play five games in 20 days or something like that. So it's it's, uh, it's a key time for everyone. But yeah, looking forward to it. And um, yeah, would, would back us to win, definitely. So currently looking at the league table, Gillingham are eighth. They're on a minus seven goal difference. Uh, they're, uh, they're on 31 points. Bradford all the way down in 14th. Obviously, we've got a game in hand because of the Salford game. Uh, minus three, 26 points. So, who is your, like, who, who should Bradford City look out for tomorrow? I can't see there being too many changes. Obviously, it's, it's a bit awkward now because we've had the week off because of the postponement. So, there was a couple, certainly, that missed the Charlton game or came off early in the Charlton game that you think would be to contenders to go back in. So for me, if he comes back in, Conor Mahoney from the side is a massive threat. He's good with both feet. He can beat a fullback. His, his delivery is good. He's a threat um, in terms of goal scoring as well, particularly from outside the box. I think he scored four this season. None of them have been inside the 18-yard box. So you don't want to be giving him chances. Um yeah, and if we can get the ball to him, obviously the other name that, that's going to be mentioned is going to be Johnny Williams because of the fact that he was very close to, to signing for Bradford in the summer before coming and uh, and joining us, which I think, you know, we spoke about is, I don't think it was as big a shock as, as maybe Bradford fans realised at the time because of the fact that he was born in Tunbridge Wells, which is literally just up the road from Gillingham. So it was a case of coming home for Johnny. If he plays well, we play well. Um Ethan Coleman's the other one, I think. He had to come off early in that Charlton game, sits in front of the back four. If, if he's able to play, then he'll do that sort of dirty work in front and just protect us and keep us ticking over. So that would be the three that I'd pick out. Um, but yeah, I think we've got basically a fully, fo- uh, fully fit squad to, to, to choose from now, which is the first time we've had that in a good while. So that, that gives Stephen Clements good problems. So, yeah, loads of options all of a sudden and people potentially missing out just through choice rather than injury or suspension. So, looking at Stephen, uh, Simon Parker on the TNA, he's saying your leading top goal scorer is Connor Mahoney. Connor Mahoney, yeah, he's got four in the league. Yeah, all of his have been in the league, I think, yeah. Uh, Morecambe, Swindon, Salford and Tranmere, yeah. And then also, I mean, I'm like the Paul Merson of the group here. Pronouncing names is not my forte. Uh, Bonnier, Bun- Macaulay, Bonnier, Macaulay Bond's got four in all competitions as well. Yeah, he scored against Charlton a couple of weeks ago against his former club. Um, I'm just trying to think who else we've got. Two seconds. Um, he's got four. Mahoney's got four. And then we've got a trio of players on three. Robbie McKenzie, Ashley Naderson and, and Tom Nichols are all on three. So... You know, we don't score loads. Um, weirdly, I think we're the only team in the division that's not got to 20 league goals yet, which is staggering in itself. And it sort of understand why we've, we've got a minus seven goal difference despite being only outside the playoffs on goal difference. So, But at the same time, if you look at the positive, if, if that starts clicking more consistently, and there, there have been signs of that under, under Clements, like I say, three goals against Salford, two against Charlton, uh, ground out a winner against Wimbledon, went to Hereford in the Cup and scored twice. 
if we can get it right at that end of the pitch, then I think we'll be absolutely fine. So looking at your past results, mm -hmm. you beat Cheltenham two 0 at home, mm -hmm. Wimbledon you won one 0 at home, Tranmere you lost three one, mm -hmm. and Salford you won three one. So you've got a bit of after the Salford game. Obviously, you've got a bit of momentum, aren't you, going through now because you won that game. Yeah, Tranmere was disappointing. We d we just didn't turn up. I mean, we had more of the ball and and uh, we we got into good areas, but we were wasteful. And then we switched off three times. So you get punished if you if you give sides chances at, at this level. Um, but yeah, aside from that, like I say, the other three performances, Salford, Charlton, and Wimbledon, have all been at home. There's two clean sheets in there, um, which is is why I'm, I'm I'm quite confident going into tomorrow's game like I say I don't expect us to just turn up and claim the points we're going to have to work hard and you know and win our battles and that type of thing all the old cliches but, but yeah I'm fairly confident that if, if we play as well as we can do then we should have enough to, to get over the line so looking at the match odds for the game uh, I, I'm not very good on betting and stuff so Gillian Irma 13 to 10 City 19 to mm -hmm. 10 the draw 9 to 4 so who does that mean? Who are fav who's like favourites so like, for the winning Gillingham game? Chilling are favourite slightly. Then for ten pounds, you'd get thirteen back, whereas you'd get nineteen back for your tenner for for Bradford. So there's not a lot in it, and there's not a lot in it between the two wins or the draw as well. So I think the bookmakers are being fairly cautious because, like we said, Bradford have picked up in the last two. You've kept clean sheets in back-to-back -back games, haven't you? I think against Forest Green and, and Accrington, Andy Cook starting to play well. Um, so yeah, it'll be a you know it won't be we're not going to turn up and thrash you, and I don't think you'll turn up and thrash us. It'll be a proper, proper league two game with two teams hopefully having a having a go at trying to win it. I think. And also saying last time the sides met, Andy Cook scored City's goal of the season in a two 0 win at Breitsfield mm -hmm. Stadium in February. Yeah, that was the one where he nicked it on the halfway line, wasn't it? And then skipped round the other centre half and lofted it over our keeper. Yeah, I remember it well. Thanks for bringing it up. Derek. <laughs> Uh, oh, a bit of City news as well. Ash Taylor is still suspended after he picked up his red card. Right, Mr. Owen, I see you've been waiting for a while. He's still there, Owen. Hi, Johnny. You're all right. Getting there, bud. Struggling, but I'm, I'm, I'm fighting it. I'm battling it. I'm, I'm not at the game tomorrow, but I'll be watching it on iFollow. Ah, fucking hell. Every way about you being at game, well, you don't miss me this season, I don't think. I know. I've been trying to go, but mum and dad have just said, nope, stay at home. Don't yeah. risk it. I'm I'm risking it. I'm driving down tomorrow. Is it? Are you going down with? Are you driving down? Are you going coach? Yeah, I'm driving down. Just me and my pal are going. Just uh, just to we try to get more people, but people got a lot on. You know, it's nearly Christmas, isn't it? So people are working, etc. Yeah, Johnny, I'll I'll FaceTime you, Johnny, when I get there. Don't worry, I'll give you your fix. I need I need my fix. You need to get. Give, I need a bovril as well, Kelly. I need a bovril. Yeah, I'll take a picture of a bovril for you, don't worry. Kelly, can you get you my fix of Harry Lewis, please? Yes, that, Thank yeah, you. that's noted. It's on the list. Yeah, it's like like oh. Owen would say, it feels really weird for me, like Kelly and Diane know I rarely miss games. I were, I'm not going to lie, but I was actually doing cartwheels in Airdale Hospital on Saturday <laughs> when I found out the game actually did get postponed because I'm not missing it. Yeah, I know it's been rearranged. Uh, here we go. So, Mr. Tony, how are you today? Are you there, Tony? Are you there, Tony? Good evening. Here he is. is. Here he is. Are you looking forward to the game tomorrow, Tony? Yes, I am. Are you, are you going, Tony? Are you on coach? No. <sighs> I've just come back from Lanzarote, haven't I? And I'm going to Egypt uh, in January. Who am I supposed to wind up on the way down? I've got three hours of people winding up to do. Ah, well. Typical. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I can't grace you with my presence. <laughs> but Lanzarote were a bit... Uh, I spent more than what I thought I was going to do. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear. Are you remortgaging out, Tom? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't go overboard, but uh, it was a toss-up between spending a bit of money or going to Gillingham and man, they ain't got a no-brainer, really. Lanzarote won all day long. 
So, no, I mean, so I, you... I have been. I went, when was it? Gary Jones scored 2000 and. I think Gary Jones scored direct from a corner, actually. <laughs> do, you, do you reckon we've got a chance of beating Gillingham tomorrow? Yes. Or do you, do you think yes. it's going to be a really tough game? No, I, I think it will be tough. Because they're, they're not a bad home side of Gillingham, but I'm hoping Patterson starts tomorrow because against Liverpool, he looked, when he come on, he looked uh, he looked pretty good. And I'd, I would go with the same side that started against Liverpool in the uh, Bristol Street Motors Cup. Because I think... Do we, do we think Patterson will be on bench tomorrow then? Do you think he'll put him on bench? It, possibly. I would start him personally. Uh, yeah, I would. I would, especially with Cook, if Cook is getting back to form mm. as well. That would be a mean between the two of them. Because Smith, uh, Smith and Cookie looked really good against Liverpool. I mean, I know yeah. we're only playing kids, and you can, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. That have been different. Yeah, but Cook, been and Cook games are what happens on the day, aren't they? Well, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. But uh, I, that that would be that would be my team to start. I maybe put Doyle instead of Lewis because I thought Lewis were a crap. <laughs> oh, no saying oh, a word. Oh, <laughs> oh, Diane's rattling now. You've got Diane rattling. <laughs> he always rattles me. Diane, he's got a thing about goalies. He just doesn't like any of them. I know. I used to be with myself, and that's why. <laughs> oh, is that why? Because you used oh. to like goals in. Oh, let me fair share in there. Yeah. Harry, you're letting him for a bit. You what? Harry's not letting you in for a no, bit. No, that, no, I, I love Harry, to be fair. So do I. It was just that other clown that we used to have. Shut up. Mr. Donald, <laughs> Tony, you like rattling, you like rattling Diane and Callie, don't you? You, you, you Pete, you mentioned well, Harry Lewis, you met it over Rod. you want make it on Johnny. that coach at this rate? Let's be honest, Johnny. <coughs> Richard O'Donnell couldn't catch a cold. Never mind, how else? <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we, honest, we've had we've had quite a few COVID. we've had quite a few conversations, me and Tony, on that coach, haven't we, Tony? About yes, it. we have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I, I I do fancy his chances tomorrow because I I thought we did. I mean, like I said, I know we only we only played kids, but we we did play well. We we, we knocked it about well. Uh, so do we, I, I do we expected... think the do we think the rest has done them good? You know, we're not playing on Saturday. Do we I think, think that's it will have done? Well? Yeah, yeah, I do as well. I think it will have done because, to be fair, I mean, them them kids from Liverpool, they were they were like whippets. You know, they won't. Sluggish. They did. They did cause City some problems at times, but definitely did. But when kids, but they like say they're only kids and four nil, fair enough, yeah. But they were there to be beaten, and you can only beat what's put in front of you. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So I mean, I think it'd be tough. I think it'd be two one either way, but I, I just think City might just nick it. So according to. Simon Parker, he's he thinks the team will be Harry Lewis, Halliday, Matty Platt, Sam Stubbs, Kelly, Richard uh, Richardson, Smallwood, Gilead, Walker, Smith, Cook, with Chapman, Poyton, Oddor, Patterson, Oliver, Tomkinson, and Doyle on the bench. So yeah. would you be happy if you that I'm, the same team with that like that? Yeah. I'd like uh, Tomkinson to start. He was class against Liverpool. Yeah, he, he was quite good. I, I, I like look at him every time I see him. He just seems like he could be someone who could replace Critchlow, which we haven't, for me we haven't found yet. He was phenomenal last season. Exactly. It, can I just ask, is he the one that's been playing the international games for uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Just checking, I've got right. He is, he is in the Critchlow mould, to be fair. Yeah, just a, just a fast, a quick defender who's, who's yeah. just confident. He's on the That's where it is, really. And he's got pace. Yeah, it's, I think that's what we lack in the back three. If I, I think, you know, especially, you know, as much as I love Stubbs, you know, this season, I think he's just been caught out quite a lot with pace. Yeah. So, do you, yeah. so do you think he'll 
like to stick with the font, same formation because now they've not played Avery in a week, so they should be raring to go, and they should have done well in training. I'd definitely go for same system. Yeah, you know, I think Alexander's kind of got it spot on. You know, he had a bit of a blip first two games, but we we played two two fairly decent sides. To be fair, he got. Whereas Barrow, I think Barrow were third and not scouting a fourth now and they were his first two games so he did get pretty unlucky in that aspect and you know we've played Accurate and Simpson, uh Forest Green and that system of five, five or three back whatever you call it just seemed seem to work for us. Yeah so looking at the table currently then so we're 14th on 26 points 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. So if we win, we could probably nip up to goal difference-wise, 11th, 10th, or 9th goal difference-wise, if we win. Also, i like to get people's thoughts on uh, Swindon as well. I know we're going a little bit off-topic, but Swindon have been, uh, I think, told off, or they're in trouble due to spending and stuff. So what's people's thoughts on them might get a points deduction or a fine? I hope we get a points reduction because it just <laughs> might help us out. But I think once we put plug on Jake Young and uh, MK put plug on uh, Dan Kemp, I think the season's done for me anyway. So That's definitely, a fair point. yep, fair point. Oh, we <clears throat> forgot about that, Dan Kemp. Yeah, if if we could maybe, I know. It, look, I think midfield actually a strong point. To be fair, we've got a lot of good players, but if we could maybe nick that Kemp, I'd absolutely love him. Uh, I think every time he's played City, he's, he's been a good player in. Do you think there'll be a, uh, a lot of movement then in, in January, Owen? Do you think quite a lot of players will be going and coming out of City, or do you think he'll just get rid of a few players? Well, he's kind of said, I think he came out and said we won't be adding many players, but that could be pure pure mind games. You don't you don't know sometimes. I, I wouldn't trust everything Gaffer's say press sometimes. Um, if I'm honest, I think... Looking at it, I'd, I'd like maybe if, if he's not going to start Tom, considering maybe another centre back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd get and definitely, I'd say get another striker in, but I'd say it's more important that we recall Young and he'd be the, the striker to, to help have competition because with Oliver coming back, uh, we've only just got a bit of competition for them to up, up top. Yeah, because I hope Oliver does get on the bench tomorrow, to obviously, uh, to play. Julian M tomorrow. Because uh, like having been on the Gil- Gills in the Blood podcast, if I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but had a bet of him, I think, Panda Pop and 25p, I think it was, no, big bet that uh, that Oliver would probably score tomorrow. He used to play for, didn't we Gillingham. get him? Yeah, Yeah, he used he to did. play for Gillingham. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully, I think he, I think he's well thought of there, but I might be completely wrong. I think we best have Jules in the blood if he's well thought of or not. Yeah. Well, what, what was uh, Oliver like? At, oh, I've sent him a speaker thing. He's, hopefully he's still listening. Hopefully he's not nodded off. Here he is. So what was uh, Oliver like at, at Gillingham? Yeah, he was, su- was, he he was well superb like? for us. Absolutely brilliant. He's a top player and he's a top bloke as well. I think that's that's one of the best things about sort of doing these spaces or YouTube channels or podcasts at this type of level is that you get access to players and you get to find out about the person rather than just the the player. And I had him on my channel just after he left, I think, um, when his contract has expired. And he's a he's a really nice fella, proper down to earth. But yeah, he was in terms of the football stuff, he was brilliant for us. Um, I think that first season he got 22 goals. So for me, it's been a surprise that he's, he's struggled so much at... Valley Parade. I know he's he's had injuries, and obviously the form of, of Andy Cook played a big part last season. But yeah, it's, it's it's been disappointing to see that he's he's not been good. Obviously, I hope if he does get on the pitch tomorrow, he's absolutely horrendous, and I'd tell him that to his face as well. Um, but yeah, if you if you play the right way and you get service into the to the six yard box, the Dane Oliver comes alive. I mean, I, I don't know how many headers he scored for us. I say he got twenty one or twenty two. I think it was in all competitions. That was the COVID season, so we never actually got to see him live that season um, when we finished, I think, ninth or 10th in, in League One. And then even the season when we got relegated, I, I know he missed probably about four months of that. He's still, I think he was still our top scorer of about 11 in all competitions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can't... I think he, I'm sure it was... I'm sure he was going along exactly one in three in, in two seasons with us. And 
um, the first season. Obviously, he was going along at a better ratio of that. But yeah, he's he's probably a sort of player that's that's almost going out of the game. That sort of old fashioned number nine that plays with his back to goal and. You don't see a lot of teams play two up top now, which which probably means that he's, he's obviously having to be behind Andy Cook at the moment. And I, I certainly don't think you could play the two of them together, but he's one hell of an understudy. If, if Cook does get injured or suspended or his, his form drops off, then for me, for Dane Oliver's a more than able deputy and he, he should be playing every week because he's good enough to play at the level. He was good enough to play at a higher level in League One with us. So it, it must be frustrating for him. But yeah, top player, top bloke. If you get him fit and get him on the pitch, he'll score your goals. So I don't know how accurate Wikipedia is. He's in 82 appearances. He's got 27 goals for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In 30 appearances for Bradford City, you scored three goals. Yeah, I don't think Wikipedia is entirely up to date. I can tell you how many because I keep a look on my phone. I think he scored four for just off the top of my head. Jeez, to honest, uh, so. Right, the 2020, 2021, yeah. he scored... 20 goals for us and kept and complete and contributed eight assists. And then the season we got relegated, he scored 11 and contributed, I don't think there was any, oh, uh, five assists as well. So that was, that's what, by my reckoning, I keep a log on my phone from each, from each week. So yeah, so 30, 31 goals in about 90 games in all competitions. So one in three, obviously it's, it's a lot lower now at Bradford, unfortunately for him, but if you've got Andy Cook it in 30 in a season then as a fan you're happy to be fair a lot of them a lot of them have been probably coming off the bench that's it yeah and if you don't start games and you don't play regularly you struggle to get rhythm and, and then it becomes harder doesn't it try to influence games in, in short periods it was good to see him come off the bench in the, the EFL trophy the other a couple of weeks ago and score it was made yeah, up yeah. for him so but yeah I hope he's absolutely shit tomorrow if he plays <laughs> he, uh, he's a he's a good honest player. To be he is, fair, yeah. he'll, have, he'll run through brick walls for you. Even if he's not fit, he will play. He played for us probably at eighty percent fit, trying to keep us up the back end of that relegation season. He will do everything yeah. he can to to be a success at Bradford. And apart from twice this yeah. season, I hope he still can be. Or you could. What was his in? What was his injury record like at Gillingham? Fine for us. I think he had one problem where he'd done something to his ankle and he missed about three months of the relegation season from like November till the end of January. And I think the only other time he missed a couple of games was because he was on, he had paternity leave because he was just, I think he had, don't quote me on this, but I'm sure there was complications after his partner had given birth to one of their children. So he was obviously off doing what any father would do and that was look after his family. But no, in terms of, apart from the one, that he had where he missed three or four months, which in a way probably ultimately cost us our place in in League One because we only needed to score one more goal and earn another point and we'd have stayed up. Um, I think and if he'd been fit for the whole of them four months, we'd have found that other point. But no, that's what I mean. It's surprising because he's had, it seems to be injury after injury since he's gone to Bradford, but he was he was never injured with us really apart from that one period. Oh, Bradford City like signing injured players. Uh, oh, no, this is on well, Bradford. This ain't on Gilles. I'm not taking that. <laughs> he was absolutely <laughs> fine with us. You, you've beaten him up. <laughs> so, like, while I've been in bed watching, I've been watching that class of 92, mm-hmm. and they had uh, Tom Elliott. He, he just watching it, and he like, were crocked all the time, Tom Elliott. And then Bradford City, in the wisdom, decided to bring him on loan. And he got crocked. He just always used to be crocked for us as well. But with Oliver, it's like uh, when I went to the Liverpool game under 21s, he came on, I think, for about 20 minutes or 15 minutes. First two minutes, he bulldozed the play, one of their players over. It made me chuckle. It, it was nice to see him back. And I'm saying that I hope tomorrow he gets a goal, get boost his confidence. 
Right. Is anyone got anything else to want to say? Can I ask maybe one more question to Jules? Go for it, bud. Flash uh, Jules. I'd, I'd just call you Jules, but just just for a nickname. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> who, who do you actually... Obviously, we've spoken about Oliver and you've mentioned Cook a fair few times, but do you look at actually anyone in our team and think, fucking hell, I don't want to play him tomorrow? I had this chat with Johnny on our match preview and I said that I think the problem for me with Bradford last season, which was why I could see a drop-off this season, was because, number one, I didn't think Mark Hughes was as good as everybody made out when he took the job. Um, and number two, I thought, certainly towards the back end of last season, you was relying on a handful of players to keep you in the playoffs. I thought, obviously, Harry Lewis, I thought, was exceptional last season. Um, obviously, Andy Cook had the season of a lifetime. Um, the lad who you had on loan from Huddersfield who's now gone to Peterborough Romani Critchlow was outstanding I thought and I thought Jamie Walker was absolutely brilliant second half of the season after he got over his injury problems but I thought after that (laughs) if them four didn't perform you was then sort of looking around and thinking everyone else is a bit inconsistent I know you had injuries like um, Osa Davey broke his leg after shortly after joining and took ages to come back. Obviously, Verdane didn't really take off as, as well as you'd have hoped. Yeah. Um, me, Walker. I think Walker's key because, obviously, if, if Walker's in the game and he's having an influence, he's probably going to create chances for someone like Andy Cook. Um, so, yeah. Again, I, you can't get away from Andy Cook. His goal record's phenomenal over the last two years. Um, it's probably taken him a little longer than you'd hoped to get going in terms of the volume of goals this season, but I think he's got seven in 17 or 18. So he's, you know, he's going along at just over one half every two, which is, is by no means a disgrace at all. It's just when he's had such a good season previously, it looks like he's dropped off. But I think Walker's probably the key player. If you can get him on the ball, then you'll cause us problems. I think um, last season, we had a, a lad on loan from Crystal Palace called Scott Banks. Yep. And he, he were a bit of a... He, but that played play. off the right, and used to, but was left-footed, used to play yeah, off the yeah, Spanish yeah. inverted winger, yeah. For me, he were a, he were a bit of a threat. Yeah. And we have another lad called Harry Chapman, you might not have heard of him. Mm-hmm. He's been injured quite a lot, and he got injured with about five games left last season. He, injured, he, got, he, he, just, he stretched too far for a ball, and I think he just did his hammy for about four months, and he just come back like now. Um... Uh, I'm pretty sure if he didn't get injured, would have probably gone up. I think he he's someone who can. I don't think he's the most um, active player in the world, but uh, on the ball and his pure ability is absolutely brilliant. Oh, so I, I think he, he he could be a threat if we can get him back fit this season. But it's just a big. That's it. Yeah, the trouble with too many, isn't it? It's... I think it's at the end of the day, it's why. He, they're at this level. Of course. They'd be playing really. League One Championship, wouldn't they, if, if they were... This is it. This is the chat I have, with, with, even with Jules fans. They go, oh, he was crap. And you think, well, yeah, he's, they're League Two. That's why they throw in a four or a five out of ten every so often. If they were seven, eights and nines every week, they wouldn't be playing for Jules or Bradford in League Two. Like you say, they'd be yeah. Championship or, or Premier League if they were that consistent. Yeah, like we've just got... We've just signed... Um, Alex Patterson this summer from Paraguay mm-hmm. he did pretty well there yep. but since he's been with us every time he's played he's looked great but um, I think he's just been injured quite a few times he might just be unlucky but it, the reason we might have signed him is because of his injuries we, like that's probably why we've got him books at the minute yeah potentially like you say the price drops if they've been injured don't they it's... definitely and, and same for I know, I know we were Go sign him with that Williams for you boys, isn't he injured quite a bit? Am I thinking something else? He's, this is the thing, I don't know where this has come from. I think he had problems earlier in his career, but this was what got, I think a lot of Bradford fans said that to us when we'd signed him. It was probably a bit of banter yeah. or a bit of, you know, bitterness because they'd missed out or whatever, but it's, um, he played, he averaged like 40, 41 games a season in two years at, at Swindon. So I'm, I'm not sure where it's come from in, in latter life. And I, I think he's, he's played in most games this season for us. Like, I think if if this game had been played last week, he might have struggled because he took a he got a whack in the mouth against um, Charlton and had to come off. But it was purely right. because of the fact that they they literally the physios literally couldn't stem the bleeding from this wound in his mouth. It was just like pissing blood everywhere, and apparently he's had to eat with a straw for like the last ten days. It's only in the last few days that he's had to be he's able to eat again. So they've been protecting him in training. But no, he's he's not missed a lot of football for us. Like I just think we didn't find the best position for him. I think. It was a great signing on paper, but the way Neil Harris set us up, I don't think we was getting the best out of Johnny Williams. Under Neil Harris, we was a functional team that didn't concede loads, didn't score loads. And I think if 
Johnny Williams to thrive, you have to be a little bit more expansive in possession. And we're starting to see that now. So, um, yeah. But no, I don't think, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say he's, he's been injury prone in the last few seasons. I've certainly not seen anything to, to indicate, probably tear hamstring now you watch tomorrow. Yeah, I think it could be a myth with sometimes the players. I think it is, yeah, sometimes. And I think, and you get a fan fan base that says something against him because he's left their club and tried to create a story, and it, it people end up running with it. And then, like you say, it almost becomes gospel and Chinese whisper type thing. Yeah, well, to to my well, like I said, I didn't really look into it, but to my knowledge, I thought it was just a, a, a crock, and that's maybe because he was in Premiership, wasn't he? Not long yeah, he was ago, at Palace, so we've got. Our um, head of academy is Keith Millen, who was caretaker manager at Palace and a coach there for years. So since he sort of took over the interim thing before Clements was appointed, we started to see the best of Johnny Williams because he knows how to play him and he knows how to coach him. We still need, we want more sort of numbers with goals and direct assists. But the, I think the, the good thing with Williams is he's one of those players that is involved in goals, but, but earlier in the phase of plays, so we might not get the credit in terms of, oh, that's a direct assist. But like the first goal against Charles was his ball over the top for Jaden Clark, who then squared it for Bond. So he's involved in the goal. Yeah, but um, get the So credit. it's like a pre-assist, yeah, which is which is what you want. Um, but I still think there's gears for Johnny to go through and fingers crossed we start seeing it on a more consistent basis. Yeah, that happens a lot, a few, a lot with our boys. We've got a midfielder called Gilead and... Yeah. He, he gets turned to a bit well not this season as much because I think fans are starting to realise how good he is but last season especially because he barely got any goals or assists you get a lot of criticism with, with Gilly but if you look at most of the goals three or, four, three or four moves before he but one breaking up play and laying it off to that's it and people don't see that in the highlights because they just show the final pass and then the, the fella finishing it off and it's yeah. so sometimes you have to just credit. go it back mm-hmm. a bit yeah of course, and rightly so. He's scored you 30 goals last season. He's right oh, no, loads of credit, yeah. I'm not taking it away from Cookie, you know but, I mean? but yeah, but it's sometimes you just have to go back a sort of phase in the highlights and you can see, oh yeah, look how important that was. Like the old midfielder pinched it and set you off and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Were you, how were you feeling over Neil Harris getting stuck? Because to me, it came as a massive shock. I couldn't believe it. Like, I had a couple, right, I was right. sat working that morning and a couple of, I think we'd lost a crew on the Tuesday night and then a couple of people sent me a WhatsApp on the Thursday and were like, have you heard Harris has been sat? And I was like, piss off, like, what are you talking about? Like, don't be daft, we're eighth in the league. Yeah. And then literally an hour later, the, the statement come out. I, I still don't get how it was made when we were eighth because it put a lot of pressure on the new manager because you're basically saying to Stephen Clements now, to be successful, you've got to be in the top seven this season mm. if if promotion was the aim to start with. I can understand the concerns from the fan base in terms of we weren't scoring enough. I get that. Everyone wants to be entertained. People spend their hard-earned money to go and watch football at the weekend as a release from the stresses of life and all that sort of stuff. And You don't want to watch nil-nil and one-nil all the time. I get that. But if I think if Jules, Jules had kept Neil Harris and won 20 games one-nil and we get in the playoffs or get promoted, no one would have batted an eyelid. No, no, um, no. So, because what is what is the right way to play in inverted commas? Winning football is the right way for me, isn't it? Like, well, I totally agree, yeah. League won the first division as it was then, winning one nil every week, and no one gave the shit. So yeah. it's so no, it was a surprise for me, but it, it, it's done now. The, the owners made the it was the first decision where the owners made such a call, and we were like, oh, we, we all don't get me wrong, we all like that's ballsy. Like it's big decision because they've only been in charge eleven months or what ten months at the time to sack a manager when we was four points off top or whatever it was. And we're further away from that now, but obviously there's an interim period, so you can't really put that on Stephen Clements. But yeah, I was at the time and I still didn't understand the sacking and the timing of it after only four defeats. But obviously if Stephen Clements comes in and gets us into the playoffs, then it's it's, it's the right call ultimately. So I'm almost surprised at how... Paul, you probably did last season. The second half season were pretty strong, but especially at first half of the season, it seemed we like would just... have been without the investment and the takeover. We had literally no money. We would have been the national league club. We wouldn't be talking to you tonight. We'd have been a national league club without investment in December last year. We'd have got relegated woefully. We'd have gone by probably February March. Yeah, so, and, and you backed him then, so I'm, I'm surprised. You know how little time they gave him this season, so, but. Yeah, this is it. It's, it's a strange one because if you break his reign into like three sections, he was we were ten points adrift in League Two when he came in, and he, he took it to the last day, and we lost to the champions. Mm. So if we'd got something there, we'd have stayed up. First half of last season was horrific. Like no team should go twenty three games and score six or seven league goals. That's inexcusable, and, and Neil Harris is culpable for that as well as the players. 
but there were circumstances surrounding it. But then I think if you looked at his record from January the, uh, till the day he was sacked, I think I think there was probably only Stockport had got more points in the division over ten months. So yeah, again, I, I, I put Jules to to win league this season um, on my predictions. I thought this will be it. No, this is Harris's turning point. He's got players that he wants, etc. And uh, at start of the season, I looked to be extremely right. Did you win your first few games? We won our first four games 1-0. Yeah. All four of them and we beat Southampton in the League Cup. Obviously, that's not sustainable. We knew that. You're not going to go for a whole season winning 1-0. But, um, yeah, if we, like I said earlier in the show, if we sort the scoring out and we consistently score on a more regular basis, then, then I, I still see no reason why we can't be in the top seven as, at worst. That we've got a good squad for the level. Yeah, so with, yeah, yeah. So with your like owners, do you reckon they're doing a good job, bad job, or are they are they just trying to get the money out? Do you reckon? No, doing a brilliant job, and they get it, and they researched it, and and that type of thing. And um, we've fallen on our feet in terms of of them coming in and becoming majority shareholders. They just they started off start of the year with the January transfer window and, and they delivered on that. They said it was going to be aggressive and lucrative and, and we signed really good players for the level considering we were sort of six points adrift at the bottom at the time. They've The ground's a lot better now. You'll notice now you, you can't miss it when it gets dark tomorrow at the ground. The electronic score, um, electronic hoardings all the way round. It looks incredible for a League 2 ground. Um, just, just bits behind the scenes. Everyone seems happier. The staff seem happier. Fans want to come to the... We know you want to watch your football team and you want them to win, but there's also a thing that the social aspect of football. So if you want to, if you come and your team's not winning, you want to still be able to get a pie or you want to be able to get a pint and watch the football and, and have a good time. You couldn't do that before. I mean, start of last season, we got laughed at all over social media because our ex-chairman was selling off out-of-date beer at £2 a pint, um, which is funny if it's someone else's club, but when it's yours, it's just embarrassing. Um, so, no, they've been absolutely brilliant. They're doing a phenomenal job. Like I say, the first... The first big call that calls sort of ripples amongst the fan base and the sort of everyone going, is this right? Some were agreeing, some weren't, was was the Neil Harris sacking. But uh, but ultimately, we don't know how successful the Stephen Clements appointment is until 46 league games have been played. And have they said anything about your your, uh, your scaffolding stand? Yeah, they're going to keep they're going to keep it forever because we know how much a visiting fans absolutely love it because it's the best stand in the world. I think was the exact words. (laughs) (laughs) How how did you end up getting that stand? That came from Sandwich Golf Club, I think it was, after the 2003 Open. And it was only meant to be a temporary thing, and here we are 20 years later. We won't change it now until we move ground, because it's just not feasible to buy. It's it's not worth spending millions on building a new stand when we don't fill the stadium up. So what the, I think the top tier's been condemned, and then everything that they could use off the top tier, they've put down into the bottom tier to make sure that that's usable. So I think you lot have got the bottom tier or the one of the blocks in the Golden Road stand tomorrow as well. So, How how much does it roughly cost for a season ticket at Gillingham? Uh, mine was 350 this season, I think it was. And is your like, seat good? Is it bad? Is it... Uh... Yeah, I like my seat. I picked where I sat. I, I moved from one side of the stadium to the other, like the same stand, but the other side of the goal this season because my... My little nine-year-old girl, she wanted to start coming as well, so we couldn't get three together because there's me, her, and, and one of my mates that we sit together. Um, but no, seat's decent. The views are good. Like I, I get why people like moan and or sort of tongue-in-cheek laugh about the away stand, but Christ, there's plenty of grounds that are a lot worse than ours in in the football league, certainly in League Two. You know, I don't want to dig teams out, but like I'm going to Forest Green next Friday, and we've got a stand. We haven't got a, like we haven't got a roof either. We can't even sit there. Have a look with that. Yeah, yeah, you go to... There's others, isn't there? There's lots of Sutton's very non-league. But I like that. I embrace it because, you know, that's that's what football grounds were like when, when I was growing up. They're all they're all very nice now, the Emirates and the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but they're all just generic bowls, aren't they? They all look the it's same. All it's, part, just it's all part of the fun, isn't it? Going of course to it is, yeah. Coffee. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm playing it don't rain next Friday because me and my living <laughs> are going to get absolutely drowned if it's... All for a seven o'clock kickoff on a Friday night, two days before Christmas. But we do it because we love it, and I guess we're all a little bit loopy, aren't we? And that, I mean, I am because yeah. it's clinically diagnosed. Yeah. I have to take tablets for it, but um, yeah, we do it because we love it. And if we didn't love it, we wouldn't we wouldn't choose to do it. So, 
Yeah, because me, me and Kelly, we've been to some absolutely dire grounds, aren't we? Love? Oh, I've got absolutely wet fruit at skin, and I still stood and cheered for team, even though we lost. Do you remember? Do you all remember Diane? You're not going to like me here, but do you remember the Harry Lewis where he thought the rugby line was the Newport um, County. Newport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Absolutely drenched at Newport. Even when my big coat on and my hood on, I was so. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I still stood there and cheer. You do it, don't you? It's part, that's all yeah, part of the. I'll tell you what, Barrow's ground hasn't changed since I used to go watch Geisel play there. Yeah. It is still the yeah, same. Bad, it? All. Yeah. So is that Quinton? And all the shot. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, well, Adrian, there's absolutely. There's loads. <laughs> Me and my dad were just talking about it at Quinton and going, oh, is it still in the housing estate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Luton one makes me laugh, how you walk through somebody's house to get to inside. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I love Luton. I'm charged. It's mad, yeah. You can literally see in their back garden. They're Premier, that's madness. Well, no. their, their League Cup game against us this season was the first game played at Kenilworth Road after the promotion because they had to move two of their first games, didn't they? Or postpone them because they had to yeah. put their main stand. So we yeah. was the first game. We were the first side to play at Kenilworth Road against Luton as, a, as them being a Premier League team. But yeah, it's, it's, I love grounds like that. Like you, you literally can see what people have got hanging on their washing line when you walk in. It's brilliant. <laughs> I don't it's know like, if you have any big knickers. <laughs> not, not our Jules fans probably nicked them to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, somebody in the comments has asked how many fans were taking down tomorrow. Last I saw it, were about three fifty. I don't know whether anybody else has any more details. See what no. it says on the Bradford City website, because you can still get tickets on Gillian website website till tomorrow. No, I am not drunk. I've had my coffee. Because you're having a stroke, there, Diane. Love her. No, I just couldn't speak properly. No, yeah. Uh, in fact, he's um, getting ready for Christmas do tomorrow night, you know. Oh, no. I'm taking Bailey's on coach tomorrow with some ice in a Tupperware thing. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, God, yeah. I've got work, I am. I've got you work what? Christmas do. <laughs> tomorrow night, a, I have to go get a new outfit. That's a middle-class drink, isn't it, for an away day? Bailey's? <laughs> Christmas! <laughs> That's the like most middle-class uh, away day drink I've ever heard. I might even put my Santa hat on. Last time, Callie had a few beers. It with dog, doggy daycare, wasn't it, Callie? Oh, don't. Callie was absolutely rat ass, and uh, Burton and sponsor were doggy daycare. And after after game, that was so got, funny. She just kept, she just shouted out, "Doggy daycare!" You got to be, um, you've all got to be polite now and talk about our owners and how good they are because one of them's listening. Evening, Shannon. Oh, have we got VIP in here? Oh, oh, she's just, she's just, oh, I just mentioned her and she disappeared. Scared her off. Oh, I wanted to get a little insight. I'm going to start winding down, guys and girls. So, starting from Diane, and obviously we'll go along with Q. Score predictions, and also, who do you think is going to score tomorrow? Uh, Andy Cook and Tyler Smith, and I'm, Harry's not going to let a goal in, so 2 0. Call it. Um, I'm going 2 1 tomorrow. I th- I, I'm the same as Diane. I think Cookie and Smith are going to score, and I think I think it's going to be like a one-one game for quite a bit, and then I think we're going to pinch it at the end. Gills, uh, I said three-one. I think to you, didn't I, on the match preview show? Yep. So we'll stick with that. Three-one to who? Three-one to Gills. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can get the consolation. <laughs> I mean, how is it going to let three goals in? <laughs> yep. Oh, God, you're no. up again. she be rattling. <laughs> Tony? Well, I'll go 2-1, City. Andy Cook with them both. And I'm going to say 2-0, and I think I did say Andy Cook and the Dane Oliver score just to... Keep our friends get, uh, get Jill's happy over there. Yeah, because the the ex player always manages to upset the opposition, don't they? Usually. Well, yeah. you've got another. You've got two ex players of ours, I think, off the top of my head as well. Who's the oh. second? Osadabi. Oh right, I didn't know that. Yeah, we signed him as a kid when he was teenager. Justin Edinburgh, the late Justin Edinburgh, God rest his soul, signed him. Um, yeah, attitude weren't the best. Oh, well, one of the, if they're fair playing, one of them's going to score without a doubt then out there. That's odds on, that is. 
we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right, Darren and Callie, if you could do me a favour and just mute yourselves, please. Thank you. Right, I want to say thank you, everybody, for joining again today. And I'm going to say, I know uh, probably an odd time to say, but I want to say thank you, everybody, for wishing me uh, basically a speedy recovery. So you can follow this podcast on all podcast services. We've gone global on iHeart and also Pandora in America. On That's Bradford City Up the Chickens. Also Bradford City Up the Chickens on Facebook. Also Bracehodge Bradford City Up the Chickens on Facebook. Bracehodge on Twitter. And wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.